Welcome to Community Cocktails with Kimberly, hosted by Kimberly Woodard, a realtor for nearly 20 years with Ebby Halliday Realtors. Join her every first and third Wednesday of the month as she meets with the top community influencers to help you get to know the area you want to call home. Don't just love your home, love your community. And now, your host, Kimberly Woodard. Hi, viewers. I'm so excited about our episode today. And I don't know about y'all, but now with everything reopening and having kids myself, it, I've been struggling with how do I you know, talk with them about it's okay for us to go to the grocery store or go maybe to dinner. So today I have Je Jennifer Jenkins. I want to call her Jenny because that's how um, I've known her forever as Jenny. <laughs> and she is um, a counselor and she um, specializes with you know, children and adults and um, talking with them. And um, so welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, yes. Well, Jennifer, I have to like, I keep. It's okay. <laughs> Again, we've known each other for a long time. Yeah. Let's see, our our younger ones are now thirteen, so it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> um, but um, let's you know tell the audience a little bit about yourself and you okay. Know. So I'm a licensed professional counselor supervisor and a registered play therapist supervisor. I'm in a private practice in Plano. I'm going on, gosh, 20 years now. And I just love it. I work with preschool-aged children, school-aged kids, middle school, high school, college, and adults and families. Wonderful, wonderful. So all of the spectrum. Yes, yes. And you have two right um, children right now one heading off to college <laughs> yeah. and, and then um, of course when I mentioned at 13 so yeah going into eighth grade so many different experiences yeah. <laughs> and different ages so when we talk about working with kids and and all of everything going on you have to look at the developmental spectrum where they're at you know a senior definitely. is very different than an eighth grader definitely definitely and um, so let's talk about you know we've been you know staying at home everyone's been you know social distancing away from everyone um I know even it was a couple weeks ago was the first time I even saw my parents um and it was so ex exciting we saw my um our nephews and you know that everyone was at our pool it was you know there's I oops 10 <laughs> but we're all family and you know we would just stayed out on the patio and it was the first time we had seen all been together since March. It must have felt really good it just did. to appreciate that being connected. I think that's been the hardest part, yeah. that disconnect, um, doing the best that we can because it's out of our control. But we definitely are social beings and we need that human interaction. Yeah. So getting back must have felt so good. It did. It did. Well, I think, you know, now things are starting, you know, Things are starting to reopen, mm -hmm. um, activities for the children, and um, now that it's summertime, um, and a lot of anxiety with, you know, especially with the children, different age groups, some didn't understand really what was going on mm -hmm. because they're too young. Um, and then, of course, our teenagers, they do understand. Right. Um, but, you know, how do we cope with them? And let's kind of talk about the different age groups because I know my audience... And, um, you know, everyone has different age groups, kids. Sure. So. Yeah, and to your point, um, it's let's go ahead and talk about that it was traumatic. Like <laughs> it we was. were living in, in when they you hear the word uncertain a lot. Yes. And um, there's something 
that I like to call intolerance of uncertainty. Yeah. And so with that, you don't know what to expect. And right. you can go two ways. You can either panic of the unknown right. and you know, feel very, very overwhelmed, or you can shut down altogether. And so we see that across the board with kids mm -hmm. and parents. So I wanted to talk a lot about parents, you know, how do we take care of ourselves as parents right. and what the messages that we send and um, a little bit about self-compassion yeah. because we know that when we have self-compassion, our um, nervous system is more regulated and we can make better decisions and our kids pick up on that. Mm -hmm. So in line with the different developmental stages, and that is so important. Anytime I counsel kiddos, I always include the parents. And okay. one of the things I love to do is teach them about um, what should your child be doing at this developmental stage in their life? What What's their cognitive development, their physical development, their emotional development? Right. Because it's a holistic type of yes. treatment. And giving, and, and it includes a lot of parenting because the parents need to have the words for how to help their children cope and provide that sense of safety. And um, so with the little ones, and I'm just going to go ahead and say, you know, I'm in this field, so I can share a little bit about right. what I've seen, but I think it's pretty generalized. Um, a lot of anxiety, a lot mm -hmm. of anxiety. And um, that, that intolerance of uncertainty, for sure. And so we have to work on a message of hope. We can replace fear with hope. And I think, you know, um, sending that message, because a lot, believe it or not, a lot of good things came out of it. I mean, I, I do think we're still grieving, right. there's, and there's a lot that's unknown still. But um, I was hearing from kids, I was doing a lot of telehealth, telehealth, and um, they loved having dinners with their family. They yes. loved getting to hang out with their older siblings who are typically never home. Right. They um, enjoyed playing games and going on long walks. Yes. That was really special. And so in, on one hand, I saw a lot of families reconnecting mm -hmm. as a family unit. But then there was that disconnect with, you know, we have to protect our grandparents or we can't see our friends. And so right. then that isolation and loneliness definitely came in. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm still seeing. Kids are lonely. Mm -hmm. And so I'm glad things are opening up and we still have to take precautions, certainly. But we have to remind kids that we're going to stay healthy, we're going to stay safe, right. we're going to be hopeful right. and um, give them that permission to experience things you know yes. within the ramifications of what what we right. can do oh. this is this is uncharted territory Definitely. nothing like i've ever seen have you <laughs> no, no i don't think any mm. of us have ever seen what we are currently going through yeah. and it is i like the message of hope because and kids you know kids do feed from you know their parents you know they feel you know mm -hmm. when you're stressed or you you've got a lot of built-up anxiety, you know, on all ages, mm -hmm. you know, you know, little ones, they're not going to vocalize it to you, but they're going to show it out in a different mm -hmm. type of behavior. And um, so I like the message of hope. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, as I think as a parent as well, um, you know, some, and with some of my friends, you know, they've been apprehensive of you, mm -hmm. even themselves. And so that also triggers down to the children. Um, obviously I was one of those that was an essential worker, so I was working um, all the time, but I would come home and my um, little one was like, where have you been? I go, okay? like, change, and I like, you know, don't touch me, <laughs> take your temperature. <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. <laughs> and so, um, but, and he's still, my little one is still, I would say he's still the more nervous, mm-hmm. even though he is getting out um, and plays tennis um, oh, with a group of, um, but he has not, he won't go to the store, mm-hmm. he won't go to our restaurant, um, he won't go to any you know, public places at this time mm-hmm. yet. Um, he, my older one, you know, he's 16, so that we can just explain that, right? <laughs> That's a whole nother. Uh, so he's a little bit more, um, now he is cautious, but I think he's a little bit more opening up now that things are, mm-hmm. you know, starting to open up. But it's okay. It we we okay. can g- get back out there, um, you know, and, you know, live life. For sure. So. I think we have to respect where each person is. Yeah. And so, you know, for your son, it's not something you want to push. But right. we also want to encourage um, kiddos that I, I primarily work with, individuals with anxiety and depression, grief, trauma. So when when the closures happened, they were perfectly fine because they were in their bubble. Right. You know, I don't have to leave my room. This is great. But after a while, it starts to take a toll. So we were seeing that, you know, or I was seeing some detriment to that. And um, so with compassion, I think as a parent, to send that message, um, you have to take care of yourself first. So that means setting boundaries, like with the work, um, home life. It's okay to say, I need this time to, especially for parents working at home. Right. that's another thing I hear. How confusing it is for my five-year-old that I'm in the house working, but they want to show me what they've made or whatever. Right. And so boundaries are really important. And then connecting through other times. You think you do? I know you have to explain things to kids, but on their level. Right. So, you know, your eighth grader is going to understand things differently than, you know, a, a six-year-old. Toddlers um, or infants or toddlers, you know, they they have that natural innate way to soothe themselves. They like to be held, you know, um, so they can self-regulate through that. As kids get older and wiser, they start to pay attention and question and they create their own story, which that's what we have to be careful about. That's when the um, anxiety kicks in. So I would caution parents to give facts, um, but also find out where your child is coming from. So like with your son, if he's anxious, you might find out, tell me more about that and what are your concerns and do a lot of listening. We need our kids talking to us more than ever because they, they create false narratives or things that are going on with them that might not be true or even even harmful. Right. And so you can gently correct without giving advice or or you know, making them feel like what they're thinking is wrong necessarily. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the number one thing I would say is validate their feelings. Listen and say, it's okay to be scared. It's okay to take right. your time with this. There's no hurry. Um, we need them to have that inner strength and to trust themselves. And then at the same time, gently encourage exposure. You know, let's go for a walk. Let's go, hey, the mall's not crowded at this time, and yeah. we're going to wear our masks, and we're going to walk around and just – a, you know, integrate back into life because right. we, we have to do that. Um, and so I would say also with, so if we, we talked about toddlers and we're talking about preschool age kids, preschool age children will regress. They pick up on lots of things and they will act out through their behavior. Okay. So we think they're not paying attention, but oftentimes they are. So I encourage parents to please um, 
limit the media exposure or TV or even what they're seeing on YouTube videos and such um, because it can be very confusing for them. And they get heightened anxiety, and so then you it, they act out through their behaviors. And we're like, why are you acting like this? You know? Oh, I can't. I get anxiety watching the news sometimes. Oh, and that's a good cue. Like, being in, in tune with yourself, there's a physiological response we have with our kids. And right. checking in, how are you doing today? And you need to talk about anything, I'm here for you. Um, I do like parents to be a little bit in their kids' business because we need to know what, right. what, they're, what they're doing and what yeah. they're being exposed to and um, giving them permission to talk about it and share their story is so important. Elementary age kids, that's a, that's a tough time because they're physical, right? They right. need to be around children. They're social beings. They like to play. Yeah. Uh, probably one of the saddest things I experienced, I think it was back in April, early April, I was going for a walk, and the, the parks had um, caution tape all around the equipment. Yes. And I'm a play therapist, and children heal through play. That's their... Right. That's their release. That's yes. how they, they cope. And so to see that blocked off, I mean, I had to take a step back. And, you know, it was another part of that grieving process. Yeah. Like, we're, we, our kids can't play. Um, but on the other hand, I saw parents walking with their kids at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And I thought, wow, that child is so happy to be with their family. Right. And the dogs are certainly happy, right? Okay. <laughs> They are the We've most never, happiest. They're like, never, everyone's home all the time and, with me. <laughs> until they're exhausted. Yeah, I have a therapy dog, and I've been, I went back to work last week, and he is like, and I'm not taking him back to work oh. with me yet because of COVID, but he is like, where are you going? He's has separation anxiety. <laughs> like, I'm supposed to be with you at work. But um, so children need that physical release, and so get out every day, throw the ball, um, find out if there's another friend that you got, that the kids can ride bikes together. Right or have a play date in the yard. Of course, it's so hot, but like try to find times of the day yeah. where they can do that. High schoolers are another story. And <laughs> I was, that was experiential for me. I was living that and I have the best high schooler in the world, but I started noticing. So, so teenagers need their privacy, right? right. And they need to be around, around people too. And, and being at school and that, you know, that was um, taken away from them. So I started to seeing it, seeing a trend where kids were up teenagers were up through the night you know doing their work and oh, yeah. communicating with their friends and facetiming oh, oh yeah and can you blame them oh like, i know mine was this was a kind of a funny story so my girlfriend um one night she hears my son's voice she thinks he's in, in her house and she goes to her son's room and there's my son on the screen, on the screen. yeah the other hey. friends but of course my son's voice projects the loudest and that's <laughs> awesome like, oh but you know they did it you know they would be they did the netflix movies mm-hmm. together and you know i think back i go goodness if this was back like when we were growing up we'd be we'd have nothing we, we have would have telephone. nothing <laughs> i know and we were we were uh, great if we could like you know chime in someone else in the, on our line and do a party line, but, you know. So true. Yeah, they, you know, they're doing all kinds of things to try to connect, which never, I'm usually a stickler for electronics yeah. and video games and social media, and I do think you still have to use everything in moderation, mm-hmm. but this was one time where I kind of conceded and was like, okay, you know, this is your outlet, you right. you need to do this, but still checking in and, and paying attention. So having said that, I, I do think that teenagers need, and all kids, um, need 
somewhat of a schedule to stay structured. And a lot of the reading and kind of talking with colleagues, it, it just helps them function better. Yeah. Because um, being up all night and your sleep cycles being off is conducive to going increasing depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and so and kids need to feel like adults we, we all need to feel like we have a sense of purpose right and so not over scheduling but saying you know giving them some type of structure that they can follow yeah. is so important and I agree with that so um personal experience my kids we saw them you know, sleeping in <laughs> gradually longer and longer and um, my husband had um zero tolerance anymore for that um, so as soon as they um, summer started, um, the kids are on the tennis courts at 7 a.m. So that means they are, my house is running at 545 every morning. Um, and they are very structured this summer. They have, you know, mm-hmm. they have something, you know, very, you know, their t- time. But then they also have their downtime, mm-hmm. you know. So they know, okay, this is my downtime that I can do what I want, my, you know, but this is where I need to be at this time. This is where I need to be at this time. And it's helped them a lot, too. It it does. It'll acclimate them back out and give them a sense of purpose and that physical release. Um, I do think when we talk about being healthy and hopeful and providing that sense of security at home for all ages of kids, you said it in the beginning, they're going to get their cues from us. And so as parents, being showing that self-compassion. I mean, there's going to be days if you just took out the trash and drank a cold cup of coffee, you're doing great. Right. You know, don't beat yourself up if the house is a mess. You're doing the best you can. Um, But take that time out for yourself. If you need to go for a walk, if you're feeling overwhelmed with the news media, Mm -hmm. put yourself in check and then, you know, reconnect with your family and and have some nutritious meals. Not deprivation. You're allowed to have cookies and cupcakes. (laughs) But, um, and exercise is so important in sleep. We really have to pay attention to the whole self. Right. And definitely reconnecting and listening. Um, To help our kids move forward, we need to listen and find out where they're at. It's going to like I said, it's going to be easy to try to give advice, right? But pull back, um, find out where they're coming from, and validate their fears or their worries or where they're at. It's yeah. not wrong. There are no wrong. I tell kids, you know, there are no wrong word, no wrong feelings. Right. You have a right to your feelings. Yes. And so, really validating. I think that's that's one of the best ways to help kids heal and get through this and and um, stick together. And then social interactions yes. as much as possible. Yes. Yes. And just take one day at a time. You know, don't yeah. rush it. Don't rush it. One um, day at a time. That's all you can do. And some, and even in the, your own family unit, um, some of y'all may, you may have a few of you ready to go and mm-hmm. a few of you holding back. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of depends on your family's dynamics. I know in mine, I think it's, um, my husband's one extreme. He's been <laughs> going the whole time. <laughs> I'm behind that. Um, I've been more cautious than he is, but he's totally different. Um, And then I would say my oldest and then my youngest. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's I think he's going to, you know, adapt as the weeks progress and he gets out there more. So, well, I have learned a lot and I hope my viewers (laughs) have. Um, So, Jenny, Jennifer, (laughs) I keep saying that. (laughs) I love it. if the, we're going to have um, Jennifer's contact information down here. So if you want to contact her, if you have questions or you may need um, some sessions or, you know, just 
reach out. Um, she'll her contact information will be there. And thank you so much. It's my and, pleasure. I'm so happy to do it. Anytime yes. we can talk about you know well being and taking care of ourselves and. We need to have these conversations okay. for sure. So thank you for doing it. You're welcome. Well, cheers. Cheers. Cheers to Thanks. us. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to contact Kimberly with your real estate needs, you can reach her at KimberlyWoodard.ebby.com. We hope you enjoyed our guest this week. And remember, don't just love your home, love your community.